all you bar exam law learners. This is the Bar Exam Tip of the Day podcast, and I am your host, John Ginn, licensed to practice law in the great states of California, Illinois, and New York. And this is the podcast dedicated to assisting you in getting over your bar exam hump. A few housekeeping issues before we begin. First and foremost, the content of this podcast and any bar exam tip of the day content is my own impression on specific bar exam questions. It worked very well for me in taking my tests. Your results, however, may vary. In saying that, I suggest strongly that you take a full-fledged bar exam course with all the content and use the tip of the day as a supplement to that content to make you look at questions and concepts in a different light than perhaps are in those bar exam courses. Secondly, there is a bar exam tip of the day app in the app stores. I suggest you go download it. It's free to download and for that you get one tip a day and if you upgrade for $99 a one-time fee, you will get access to all the podcasts, not just the free podcasts. You will get access to all of the tips and all of the quizzes. That being said, let's start on today's subject and the substantive material. We'll call it groupings. And what I mean by groupings is this. What I do is I group subject matters and I approach them methodically as to which subjects matters to study first and last and everything in between. And so what I mean by it is this. My suggestion is to study torts and criminal law first and study them one right after the other. The reason being is because torts is a cousin of criminal law and you'll start thinking in the way of that world of the way those subjects are to be approached. For example, in criminal law, there is a cause of action for assault and battery. In torts or in civil law, there is also a cause of action for assault and battery. The difference being, in criminal law, there is no private cause of action for a criminal complaint. The state is the one that institutes and prosecutes the criminal complaint. And in civil law, you have two parties, the plaintiff who is typically suing the defendant. That being said, the standard of proof in criminal law is that the state has to prove that you are guilty of the crime beyond a reasonable doubt. In civil law, mostly the standard of proof is preponderance of the evidence. However, you do have, for example, an assault and battery in both. Typically what takes place is the criminal case is prosecuted first. The reason being is because you can use all statements and testimony taken under oath in the criminal case if you are suing somebody civilly. Secondly, civil suits, you tend to get money damages or an injunction. Remember your damages section where you can get restitutionary remedies, you can get monetary damages, you can get compensatory damages, you can get punitive damages under certain circumstances. In the criminal side, there are occasionally or there are fines that are assessed, but also incarceration that takes place. You can think of negligence, a general negligence, duty breach caused damages, and the duty is the reasonable person standard. And if you look at criminal law, the mens rea is 
very relevant as far as whether the state can prove one guilty. So specific intent, general intent, highly reckless. So my suggestion is to start with torts and then dovetail into criminal law. The second two subjects that I would suggest that you study together are contracts and real property. The reason being is that they're close cousins, either common law or UCC Article II sales contracts. Well, guess what? Real property is a common law contract. So my suggestion is start with contracts, go through all the, the formation issues, go through the performance issues, the terms, third-party beneficiary, and then move into real property, which is a subset of a common law contract. For example, third-party beneficiaries in contracts, you study in contracts, but if you think about it, if you are a landlord and a tenant, and the tenant subleases to a third party, the landlord is most often a third party beneficiary. So it allows you to think of those two as close cousins. The next two I would study together is constitutional law and then criminal procedure. I wouldn't study criminal procedure with criminal law, I would study it with constitutional law. And the reason being is this, primarily in constitutional law, you will be tested on First Amendment, Fifth Amendment to a less extent, but Fourth, uh, 14th Amendment which is where they will hit you on most stuff in the MBE. That being said, in criminal procedure, they will test you on the 4th, 5th, and 6th Amendments, and sometimes the 8th Amendment, but primarily your 4th Amendment rights, your 5th Amendment rights, and your 6th Amendment rights, all of which the material that you study in constitutional law will apply to those rights. For example, in constitutional law, there are fundamental rights. In 4th Amendment, 5th Amendment, 6th Amendment, criminal procedure, you will also have to keep in mind whether and what pieces are fundamental rights. So my suggestion is to take constitutional law and criminal procedure and study them together. And guess what, folks? We have grouped together three groups and cut through already six subjects on the MBE. The next subject I would study is evidence. And the reason being is that evidence is a distant cousin to criminal procedure. If you think about it in evidence, the fruit of the poisonous tree doctrine in criminal procedure is very similar to the exclusionary rule that you will study in evidence. So my suggestion would be, after criminal procedure, why not study evidence? It makes most sense. And the last subject that we'll work through is civil procedure, which kind of lives by itself. But when you approach it that way, and you study torts first, followed by criminal law, contracts followed by real property, constitutional law followed by criminal procedure, then evidence, then civil pro, civil procedure, you have ostensibly taken your eight subjects and broken it down into three groups with evidence and civil procedure as these extra pieces and evidence actually applies very much so to criminal procedure. This has been the Bar Exam Tip of the Day podcast. I have been your host, John Ginn. Remember, go to the app stores and download the Bar Exam Tip of the Day app. Simply search on Bar Exam Tip of the Day. Best of luck to you in your studies, and I will see you next time. Music.